Hey, it's Kathy. I have something so fun to tell you about. You may know that the doors are open to my new program, The Abundance Method, but if you enroll by May 15th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific, you're going to get my signature business program also made to do this. That's a $3,000 program that you are going to get for free included if you sign up by May 15th, just before midnight Pacific time. Made to do this is a phenomenal program that has helped thousands of souls to start businesses, to be able to make a living doing something that they love. This is an incredible deal. You don't want to miss it. Go ahead and sign up at kathyheller.com slash join. It's the thing that flows through you. It's the infinite light. But that oneness, that energy, let that do the heavy lifting. Be available to be a conduit for that. That's it. That's the golden ticket. And when you do that, uh, you're the pen. He's the author. And everybody then around you finds their way back to that part of themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's the gift that keeps on giving. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome to the Kathy Heller podcast. This show is meant to be a guide for you. I want to be that mentor who can hold your hand through this journey. I know that there are so many twists and turns in navigating not only what is happening in our mind, but also understanding strategically how we want to get from where we are to where we want to go. In the show, we're going to talk not only about how we can start to become aware of what are the subconscious things that are holding us back and how we can instead choose thoughts that are actually going to propel us forward. But in addition to changing the landscape internally, we are going to talk about the strategies that actually will help you to build a profitable business, getting paid to be you. Because when you have a business where you do what you love, you never really have to have that sense of work because it's a pleasure, because it's joy. And really, I want you to have the most abundant life. I want you to have the kind of life that you love waking up to every day that you don't feel like you need a vacation from. So together on the show, every single episode, I want to be your friend. I want to be your mentor. I want to show you what is it that I think has really been insightful, been helpful. What are the tools and strategies? What are the mindset shifts that have helped me? And what are the things that have helped my guests to get to where they are? How can we together sort of cross this river to the most fulfilling life where we show up and we feel like we are living into our potential and having the most gorgeous beautiful experience because after all, that is what we all desire. We're all craving to have the most joyful, beautiful life. And I really believe that we can design that and that we can experience a life that we just absolutely love. And not only will we enjoy it, but it will be a possibility for other people. It will show other people what's there for them. And then maybe together, each one of us, by being the happiest versions of ourselves and being the most fulfilled versions of ourselves, we will help other people to reach for that higher branch and to find that in their own life. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the Kathy Heller podcast. We have such a good episode for you today. Before we dive in, I just want to say two things. First of all, if you're celebrating any of the holidays, Passover, Easter, Ramadan, I just want to wish you and your families just so much blessing. And if you're not celebrating those things, I also want to wish you so much blessing. It's amazing how some of these beautiful rituals can just be a vehicle to access more consciousness. You know, the holiday of Passover is all about freedom and it's really all about letting go of ego and being returned to that part of us that is not enslaved to our anger, not enslaved to any of the things that might make us reactive rather than responsive and responsible for 
how we live our life and allowing us to be free and not wired into some past sort of predictable program so we can really enjoy this life. And so that's what we're doing in our household, but I'm sure that so many of you have your own ways of finding that meaning and that sacred space. So I just want to say I love you and I'm sending you love no matter where you are or no matter what you're celebrating, even if you're just celebrating Wednesday or Thursday. All right. Well, today we have a beautiful episode. I'm going to play for you a clip of me coaching one of our incredible students in our program, Cynthia. She was going through a big shift and she started doubting if she was really aligned and the content she was putting out there. She was questioning if this was really what she wanted to do. She felt that her own ego was keeping her stuck, which I think so many of us can relate to. She came up with a lot of good, juicy questions and we're going to unpack it all. Take a listen. Hi, Cynthia. How are you? Hi. Hi, you're beautiful. You're so pretty. Nice to see you. Thank you. Nice to see you too. All right. Tell me what is going on. Yeah. So, well, lately I've just been feeling like something inside me has shifted. Like, I feel like I've always been like external and like I was in your AEA and now I've been in this and really just focusing on mindset. And like, I think I've been noticing like that that is the center of everything. And I guess in the last week, I feel like I've just been at this place of letting go of old things and like feeling really uncomfortable. Like I feel like I've conditioned myself to like not be showing up, to not be authentic, to blend in in the spaces that I'm operating and showing up has been like really uncomfortable for me, like on social media. And like, I feel my energy changing. I feel it shifting, but I also... I kind of feel like the ego or that need to check my likes or check my views or to have that validate where I'm at and like what I'm accomplishing or like if this is really my purpose, you know what I mean? And I guess I'm just like trying to get away from that. So that's part of that. But the other part of it is, is like, I guess I am wondering, am I doing the right things on social media too? Like I've tried to, you know, incorporate the things that you said, like the questions and I guess this last couple of days, I felt this insecurity of now that I'm showing me on social media or like this glimpse of my authenticity and like my journey and the things that I want to share, I'm feeling maybe it's not being received or maybe that's a story that I'm telling myself that it's not being received so that I need to stop and like not share it anymore. So beautiful. I really, really appreciate this question. I felt that that was true. I think this is really a place everybody can relate to. And I'd love to talk about it from both a strategic look, like what you're doing. Let's audit your social media. And then let's talk about all those things that are coming through, how sticky this feels. And also that really important question, which is, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Where I'm supposed to be putting my energy? Yeah. Ooh, let's start there actually and work backwards. What is it? that you really desire and what made you think of doing it this way, this particular configuration, podcast, social media, let's talk about what you desire and what made you deduce that this would be like the right place to put the energy. Yeah. I mean, for a while I haven't been happy. So I was working in human resources and I knew I hadn't been happy. I ended up exiting at the end of May, found your program and was like, I just have to do this. Whatever is going on here is not working and I have to do it. So I jumped in 
And I think I kind of knew that I maybe started possibly wanting to move towards coaching, helping like other women with self-love and like health and healing and like being more whole and holistic and um, loving themselves and healing from like their, you know, trauma from growing up and, you know, relationships and different things like that. And I mean, I really wasn't planning on doing the podcast. Like I just kind of jumped in and I was like, well, you know, I can try to go back into HR and like, I already know what that is, or I can try to follow this thing that I know I've been feeling for a long time. I think my whole life is just like, nope, I'm not happy here. Nope, I'm not happy here. So I kind of just jumped in and was just trying to be open to everything that you were sharing. And even like now I'm just trying things like, okay, I did a couple of like mini coaching sessions, like one-on-one. I started doing women's community calls once a month. So I'm on my second month. And then I did the podcast, which instead of doing like a trailer, I did like a episode zero that was like 10 minutes. And I just shared, like, I don't know what happened. It was like supposed to be a trailer, but it was like an episode zero. I got a lot of good feedback on that, but I guess I'm kind of coming around on like that second, like, okay, I've thrown these like beta things out there, but what am I going to do this again? Do people like it? My second women's community call, not a lot of people have like said that they wanted to sign up as much as like the interest in the first one. So I'm, I threw the episode out instead of realizing like, oh, we have to batch in for January. And now I'm like, oh, I have to do the second episode because I said that I would. And so I guess I'm just trying things. I don't know what I'm doing, but I can't not do anything. So I'm throwing these out there and seeing what happens. Fair enough. Fair enough. So let's like, see if we can make this really simple. It sounded to me like the thing that you said that you would want to do is coaching women. Yeah. Self, self-love was one of the headlines there. Mm-hmm. Let's just move to this one very simple deliverable. If you're in the world as a coach, what is your assignment? What's your deliverable, right? If you are a cupcake connoisseur and you're making cupcakes, your deliverable is a really delicious cupcake, right? Yeah. If you're a songwriter your deliverable is a really good song with a hooky melody, right? Let's just, we're going to back out of this. We're going to backtrack. If you're a coach, what's your deliverable? I would say to help other women love themselves or to love myself and to, I guess, be like a walking embodiment of that. That's beautiful. What is it that they need from you? Let's just keep seeing if we can ask it in different ways so we can kind of distill out What do you think they need from you? If you're coaching someone and you're on the call with this woman, what does she need from you? I guess to be seen and to be heard and to feel supported. Yeah. What's the best way she feels seen, heard, and supported? What's the highest level of that? For me to be listening or to be like asking her what she needs. So let's see if I can offer something that's helpful here. So... All of us are looking for a way into our own stream, right? Mm -hmm. Something that puts us, allows us, helps us into alignment. So I asked Martha Beck this question because she left Harvard. She was a professor at Harvard. She was sociology professor and she decided, forget this. I just want to coach people. Mm Mm-hmm. And she started coaching people and she found her way to literally 
standing on the porch, knocking on Oprah's door. She was there to coach her. She had booked her for a coaching session and she passed out. She literally passed out. So thankfully Oprah doesn't answer her door. Somebody opened the door, saw her, gave her some orange juice, sat with her on the porch. And then she did the session and she went on to be in this role for many, many years. And I said to her, what does that feel like when you're coaching Oprah? What do you feel like is your job? And she said, it's the same job if I'm coaching anyone. My job is not to give her an answer. I don't have her answer. Mm -hmm. My job is not necessarily to listen because a friend could listen, right? As a coach, she said, my job is to hold the resonance of that which is her highest and best and fullest resonance to -hmm. just hold possibility, to just hold for the ultimate possibility, which is and always will be, right? Who she really is, right? Anyone you're coaching has a story. They have an ego. The ego is an anti-self, it's a sabotager. And then we all have a truth, which is that we are not the light, we're the lamp, right? The electricity flows through us. So it doesn't matter how old the lamp is. It doesn't matter what size the lamp is. That's all the ego. The heavy lifting is the light itself. So Mm -hmm. we all become a, a conduit for that. We have a capacity to allow that infinite intelligence, that stream, that beauty, that love, that energy to flow through us. And we're all looking for access to more of that. Mm -hmm. So when we are plugged into that, we're done. There's nothing else you have to do and you can't do anything else because Mm -hmm. you can't co-sign codependency, which is, Hey, listen, person I'm coaching without me, you don't have access to God, to the infinite, to oneness, to electricity. You need me to tell you something to get it. You need to come back to this session to hear it or else you won't have access to it. No, it's so big and it's so right there. And people are so just not available for how much is in the field. And that's what we learn from Deepak Chopra, Eckhart Tolle, Wayne Dyer, the Dalai Lama, Moses, Jesus. It's always right here. So why I say all this is because I like to start with the end in mind. If the end is... I'm here to be a coach. I'm here to be a catalyst for self-love. Well, what is self-love? Self-love is a self with a capital S. That's the one self. How are we all someone? We're some of the one. There's only one. There's not separate waves in an ocean. There's only waves that are connected to each other and every wave is the ocean. And that is how every living thing is. And it's just energy. It's electricity. It's God. It's that oneness. Okay, so if my job is to be a coach. And that's what you told me. And it's to facilitate self-love. Huh? How does that change every question I just asked? Because then I'm here to just show up and offer that, offer that, offer that. And what's going to happen? People are just going to be drawn right to it, drawn right to it, drawn right to it. And if that's really the truth, and I'm really operating from like, here's what's here. This is the most exciting, delicious, loving force I can muster, 
then does it matter? Do I need to check my likes? Does it matter? Do I need to really check in? Or is that really me out of alignment, right? Judging myself in ego, really stuck a little bit. So Mm -hmm. now it's about me. And it's about not having self-love. It's about thinking my self-love comes from the approval of other people, which means I don't have it to give right now, which yeah. means I'm, I'm basically handing someone an iPhone that hasn't been charged and saying, use it. And they're saying, I can't even open it. You need to plug it in first. But if this is plugged in, then you're offering somebody this plug in. Okay. It's radio, it's frequency. So when we stop worrying about all of that, and we just start coming from a different point of alignment, Mm -hmm. we don't meet people in static. We're not worried about where they're getting sticky and tripped up in their ego. We're not insulting their intelligence by trying to get their ego to co-sign us and being sticky and needing it. We're coming from a different place of resonance and they can feel it and they go, huh, Cynthia's different. Something's different here. It feels good. It feels more oxygen. So I would say the short game and the long game, long game, I would do podcast after podcast after podcast to give people that oxygen, give people that oxygen, because ultimately everybody, even if they say, well, I don't want to go through this process of doing this long game, this podcast, why not? Like for me, the podcast is my sermon on the Mount. Why would I not want to do the sermon on the Mount? That's what I came to do in my life. That's my life mission. That's my life assignment. I wouldn't want to not do my assignment, right? The money I make from it is only the money I make so it allows me to do this full time, right? Mm -hmm. If you look at any person, Howard Schultz left Starbucks and then he went right back. Why? He doesn't want to sit around drinking martinis and hanging out on a a pool, you know, all day long on a raft. It's not interesting. All we want to do is do what we we came to do. So we want to make money doing it so that we can just do the mission because doing the mission is the part that feels most fulfilling. So why would I not do the podcast? Podcast gives me access to just be in this flow. So I love the Sermon on the Mount. I love doing the podcast. That's the long game. And the short game is at the same time, I think transacting around transformation feels so good. And so I would be booking people and booking clients and I would be having that client roster going, having the wait list going while creating the podcast. So how would I do that? I would be very clearly inviting people into this work. I would feel so excited about it. So lit up about it. So clear. What's my job and what's not my job. See, when we don't know what our job is as a coach, you're not going to bring in a lot of clients because you're going to be a little bit concerned about how much you're taking on. But if your job is literally to do what your job really is to do, which is to stand as a stand for what's available for them to hook into, they're going to feel it every time you guys talk, they won't be able to escape their own download their own intuition. Every healer, right, is just creating a an environment for people to heal themselves. So this is why I would say really get clear, get into that alignment. What is self-love? What is that? What's my job? And I'm just going to play the music, play the music. Now, from a coaching standpoint, as this relates to building the business, what's the offer right now? So the offer right now is just monthly women's community calls. So I did the first, you know how we have like the beta offers, part of AEA. So I did those, I got the feedback, but I never like, I guess, shared it or really formally said like, Hey, I'm accepting one-on-one clients now. See that smile. You see that smile. That is the smile we need. That's the smile we need right there, Cynthia, because we just had this conversation and we talked about the things that we know. That's our next move. And we talked about the things that are actually resistance because that's not where we're supposed to go. That's our intuition saying no. When you smile like that, 
you just told me everything I need to know. You just told me I did this, which led me to this thing I needed to know so that I could literally give myself the permission slip to unleash the most beautiful mission of my life. But I stood back. And now I'm wondering why this isn't flowing. It's because of whatever the reason is that you took a step back. What made you smile like that? What is it that your real truth knows about why you didn't say, I'm going to put this out here? I mean, I guess I'm still scared to like show up. I mean, so I just talked to Colleen like last week and I was scared to share the feedback even from the community call, you know, and I was like, I did all this work. I got this feedback, but then I didn't want to share it. And even sharing the community, I did share the community call feedback, but yeah, I guess I never really shared the coaching feedback. And maybe it was because I just felt like people were going to be judging me or like, who does she think she is? Or like, nobody was going to sign up or nobody was going to be interested. And then I was going to have to like feel discouraged or something. I guess like that's kind of what comes to mind. Yeah, that's really, really good. It's really, really honest. Let's talk about that. The judgment and the rejection. So every single thing that we assign to other people will judge us or reject us, right? We know that that's us, just us. It's a part of us that we are judging ourselves. Yeah. So there's something in your subconscious mind, which by the way, that's what's in control, you guys, just so you know the way the brain works. Most of your day, captain of the ship is this part of you that has a software that's been running from about seven years old that had a really, really, really good reason to protect you because something really sticky happened that made you feel that you needed to create this survival skill of protection around judgment and around rejection. And you are now that cortisol that's pumping that we were talking about. Every thought creates a chemical. So you're now up against not just that thought, but a series of thoughts that comes with a cocktail of actual chemicals, right? which is just keeping you apart because it just doesn't feel safe to stop that because that feels like a blanket of protection. So we all have that. We all have that and we can keep moving beyond it, which is what's so beautiful about the neuroplasticity of the brain and the chemical science of the brain. It's amazing that we can change the cocktail. So we're going to change it right now. So what is that really about what is that part of you that we're going to ask to come forward right now? The part of you that really knows what that's about. What's that really about? Is that really true that if you got rejected or nobody showed up, would that destroy you? And what is that really about? And what part of you is co-signing that? Well, I don't think it would really destroy me. (laughs) I mean, I'd get back up from being rejected And I guess, I think the part of me that I guess believes that is just this person that I've like built these walls and like I've been in these spaces where I felt like I couldn't really be myself. And I just got used to assimilating and being what other people needed me to be. And I guess not really showing who I was or being able to laugh and being able to show up authentically. Like I just got so used to doing that and like blending in that it's hard to be just me, I guess. 
Yeah. And that's so beautiful that you share it from such a genuine place and good for you for going there. Cause this is literally how we're going to move it. Is it exhausting to live from this level of being this level of mind, this state of being that you're in right now, this cocktail of thought and feeling that kind of keeps you in a certain holding pattern. Is this feeling like it's keeping you thriving? Is it feeling like it's working for you? Yeah. I mean, I do feel slowly feel myself like trying to push to be more authentically me, but I do feel like there's like a battle in my head. That's exhausting of like, after I do something that I just like second guess myself and I'm like, is this what I want to share or is this what I think people want to see? Or like, am I exploring or like kind of what is it? And just being really unsure. And I just feel like I'm already kind of an anxious person. So I do like second guess myself a lot. And like, is this the right decision? Is this not? Or having the need to know if this is the right way, right? Like the path that's going to allow me to be successful. Yeah. So what what we're describing, what you're describing right now is this ego that you built and you memorized it. You know how it feels, you know how it thinks and you know what's safe, right? Yeah. Let's see if we can just for a second, because we can put it right back on, right? And most likely we all do put it back on because we're just, we've rehearsed it. We've rehearsed how we feel, our identity, what we identify with, who we are, what feels safe, what we think, what feels in alignment. We've rehearsed it so many times because it makes us feel like that level of identity will keep us protected. So we've all rehearsed it. But if you change your identity in terms of how you orient to who you are, you change your whole life. So if we oriented now, if we just moved away from that just for a second into who you really are before they named you. Yeah. That part of you, that part of you, that's just really who you are. That's witnessing when you're overthinking that can have that self realization, that part of you, that's a witness, that part of you, that's just the, I am before the Cynthia. How would it feel to live from that place? I think it would be very freeing. It's very freeing. And in that place, is there really anything you have to protect yourself from? No, I think in that place, I'm able to just be in like the true essence of like who I am and give what I want to give without needing anyone to like it or accept it. And I'm just able to like, I guess, live my truth. Oh, it's so good to hear you say it because I just feel like a thousand ton weight gets dropped in that place. There's no separation. You and me are all, everybody here, we're all part of this oneness. Mm-hmm. So there's actually no one to reject us because we're all connected. So it's all good. So it's clean. So it doesn't matter. We can just show up in the light. And there's contrast, right? Like there's a whole bunch of colors on the color wheel and there's 12 hours of daylight and 12 hours of evening for the most part. And that's beautiful, right? Because without the dark, dark, dark part of the night, you don't know that it's even daylight. If it was always darkness, you wouldn't call it darkness. You would just call it nothing. If it was always bright, you wouldn't say bright. You would just say nothing. We know what's bright because... So the darkness and the light are all both serving the highest level of good. It's always good. There's always going to be contrast. There's always going to be contrast. There's always going to be low notes and high notes 
and they're all part of the one note. They just allow us to appreciate all the levels of this beautiful frequency, right? Mm -hmm. So Einstein said that when you really study truth, you see there's not three dimensions, but 10. But our eyeballs don't have the capacity to see the other seven. So we just perceive things in three, but there's really 10. And those 10 are mostly not experienced with the naked eye, right? It's all vibrational. So just because we don't have a view of Saturn outside of our window, I can assure you the rings of Saturn exist. Yeah. They're massive. We just don't see it outside. It would be really ignorant to think that means it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So this oneness is all that really is here. You just don't perceive it that way. But the truth is what we just demonstrated is that we all have the capacity to perceive it fully as it is when we move out of ego. Cause you smiled and you took a deep breath and you were like, it's really freeing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's because your cells and Deepak Chopra has said this to me right now, as you sit here, whatever time zone you're in, your cells are so connected to this whole infinite universe. They're tracking the circadian rhythms and the seasonal rhythms of what's happening in the Milky Way. That's Mm -hmm. how connected we are. Our mind has taught us a totally different story, but actually our very being is totally connected, which is why when two girls move in together in college, they menstruate at the same exact time. And they go, that's just so weird. We didn't even discuss that. It's like, yeah, because we're one. We're this one constant source that's always trying to line itself up. We don't perceive that. So we think it's all woo-woo. It's just actually the way the universe works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's oneness. That's literally what's happening all the time all of the time. So if we can move from this place, we're free. And all of a sudden you're going to just see a difference in the way your social media posts are received because they will be coming from a different place. We think that there's something called cause and effect. So we look at action and we then study it to see the effects of action. But what we've actually seen in the research is that the intention creates the effect not the action. It's not cause and effect. It's the intention. Yeah. So the resonance underneath it is metabolized by the receiver, the energy in the email. It's the energy in the social media post. It's the energy in the podcast that is actually metabolized. And when you move from this place, you're free. You won't be able to slow down how successful you're going to be because from that place, Don't you want to put that offer out there? Like, would you really want to deny a woman the experience that she could spend $1,500 or $15,000 and walk away with this level of reframe? Holy shit. What price would you put on that? Nothing. Yeah. People come to my retreat and we sell them out and it's $10,000. And I get flowers sent and handwritten letters like, I literally birthed the biggest launch of my life. And I'm like, of course you did because you just simmered in that. And it's like, oh my God, how can you charge $10,000? I'm like, that's the sum of 22 years of meditation for me. You're being engulfed in for three days. 
-hmm. right? That's why I spend thousands of dollars to go sit with the people that I sit with. It's nothing. It's literally nothing. I don't value money as much as I value resonance, right? I'll trade money. I'll take it always here. There's tons of it. There's plenty of it. You are literally holding inside of you that what you just did when you set it down and like, I feel free. That's all she wants. She needs you there. And when you have the courage to stand in that, she wants to be right up next to you. And the synchronicity that you'll allow for will be huge. I would love to see what would happen if you would memorize that place where you just were, how that felt. And could you put an offer out from that place? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because who's that really about? When you're charging her, are you taking from her or actually charging her battery by charging her? How good does it feel to transact when it's about transformation? Mm -hmm. Everything for people. Yeah. I love that charging her. Yeah. And when you really charge her that way, right? Mm -hmm. You know what you just did? You co-signed abundance. When people don't charge people, do you know what they're really saying? I don't really believe that you could ever have any access to money. I don't believe there's any money out there for you. Yeah. I'm really here to tell you it's very scarce. But if you really believe that, Craig Siegel just told us that in the last two years, he made more money than he did from his Wall Street job. And Mm -hmm. he has that view of the Hudson River. Why? Because he tapped into his stream of that level of energy, which everybody has. And on the other side of that is so much more money than you'll ever need. If Mm -hmm. that's true abundance, and if that's how it's always worked, why would I co-sign scarcity for someone to keep them hooked into a paradigm that says, I would never charge you? Because money's on the other side of something that we can't figure out. It's very scarce. It's really about luck. If it's you, each one of you is capable of having a charge of energy blast through you, which on the other side opens up so much infectious, contagious amounts of creativity and love that everybody wants to be around it, then of course, you're going to love charging people. You see the shift? It's really co-signing who they really are goes back to some of the one. You want to be someone? Be some of the one. Stop trying to be somebody. Become nobody. Nowhere, no place, no time. Be a catalyst for the ultimate, the most beautiful thing, which is just the energy that flows through you when you get out of the way. Yeah. So what do you want to do about this now? Well, I want to get out of my own way and... I want to allow myself to show up more fully. I think this is that uncomfortable action he was talking about. Yeah. Well, I've been thinking about that too. Like, do I need to, I guess I was trying to do all three. Like I was eventually going to talk about the one-on-one coaching offers, but I was going to try to do like one-on-one coaching, a monthly community call and a podcast. Like, I guess, should I do all three? Are we just talking about the coaching or should I just focus on the coaching and focus on the podcasting? Well, the reason you just asked me that way is because that's what you really want to (laughs) do. I wasn't really sure. I mean, I I don't know. I guess after I did the one-on-one coaching, like the beta sessions, I ended up doing five and I felt like, I don't know, I felt really alive. I felt really high on life. And I just didn't really feel that way after the community calls. I just was kind of like, yeah, I mean, that went, went great. I got good feedback, but I was like, maybe I 
I guess I didn't know if it was just so new that I just wasn't, I wanted to give it a shot. How much time needs to pass until you can stand in front of someone and see who they really are so much that they see it? Maybe not, not much. Does any time need to pass? I don't think so. I think sometimes you can just see it. I think we can see it every second. Yeah. It's only one thing. There's only God. There's really nothing else. It's just that one unified field. Everyone should read Einstein when you wake up in the morning and you'll, you'll start to see the world as it is. But if that's the case, I think everybody's really in need of that. And there's no amount of repeating of that that we can ever get enough of because the world is constantly selling us a lie of separation, of ego, of what you need in order to get the other person to co-sign you, right? Which is just the literal anti of what actually exists, which is why every spiritual practice brings you back to oneness, brings you back to what's already here, brings you back to witnessing, brings you back to the stream. That's all you have to do. So you get to opt out of this struggle whenever you decide you are wanting to. But right now, this struggle is literally an addiction. Cortisol is addictive and it's more addictive than cigarettes. And right now your body is not interested in you letting go of cortisol. Cause as soon as you started to feel liberation up here, your body actually felt like shit. It needs it. It's thriving off of it. However, it's killing your body. Cortisol creates inflammation. Inflammation creates disease. So we need to get off of it at some point. Sometimes you decide to get off of it because you feel the liberation, but you're going to unseat yourself. And everyone needs to know that who's on this call. Your physical body is addicted to shame and suffering, physically addicted to cortisol. So we need to get off of it. So we're going to take control up here. And as your body is saying, come on, come on, come on, come on, give me some self-doubt. Come on, come on. That's what I want. I want that drip. I want that internal drip. You're going to say, no, you know, it feels better than eternal drip that dopamine, that serotonin. And so usually there's a place in our life where on the other side of taking that scary but exciting action, we get an amazing amount of that opposite chemical. And that actually moves you out of that pattern. And so it sounds to me like you could actually help yourself on every level by showing up and putting that offer out there and doing it from a place of, I'm really in touch with this part of me. That's okay, no matter what's happening here. Because my abundance doesn't come from each of these people making a decision about me. It's already done. It's already here. I'm already connected to abundance because I have energy inside of me that goes on and on and on. I can feel it. I can turn it on. It's who I am. It's what I am. It's what exists, right? So if I was you, based on everything you just said and all the stuff we just felt our way through, I would make that offer. Your soul is going to feel so good. It's going to feel so satisfied. And you're going to be taking one step into becoming more energy and less matter, more in the unpredictable, more in what feels so free. All you want is freedom. You're going to feel so much more freedom like you did on that zero episode where you're like, it just came out of me. That's (laughs) the best. So I would put the offer out and I would do your podcast. And at the end of every podcast, I would say, I have three spots for one-on-one coaching. And normally what we can do is remember with gratitude and with grace for the process is people, the way it works is we need to make deposits in order to make a withdrawal, just like you deposit into your bank account before you go withdraw anything, because you know, you have to put something in 
So then it's there for you to take it back out. I would give people a free session. Just like I'd test drive a car before I bought it. Just like I'd want to try on the wedding dress first. Just like I'd want to take a bite of the sesame chicken before I buy a whole plate of it, right? So I would say everywhere I went, I've got three 20-minute coaching calls available. And at the end of the 20-minute call, I would say to the person, here's what's available. We can do another one-on-one call for this much money, or I can send you a note with a package and you can do a retainer and we can do a session a week or three sessions a month. And here's how much it costs. And you're going to be like, oh, it was my resistance that was in the way of allowing that to happen. Because that is a problem people want solved. And there's a lot of people who are going to take you up on that if you're actually available and present just to see them as they actually are. That's your deliverable. When somebody's in a space with someone who sees how it actually is and how broad and wide this space really is, you get it. Mm -hmm. All of this expansion and power, real power is in that love, in that authentic power that you're going to find. When you have authentic power and you don't need them to have a certain reaction for you to feel into your real power, that's powerful. That feels really good. That's not being codependent. You won't feel sad. You won't feel in a funk. You won't be overthinking it because you're in charge now. Mm -hmm. And when they see you in that authentic, clean place, they're going to want to be right up next to that. Yeah. And I've like felt that way. Like I've felt like that shift of caring less, but then I feel like the pattern is no go. Like you have to go check. You have to go see, you have to like have these validate. And then I'll have like longer periods of where I'm like, I'm good. You know, I'm doing the things that I want and I'm free and I, I'm coming home to me more. But then I I guess I have, it's like a reflex of like, oh, you got to go back. And I'm like, no, but I don't want to go back. Yeah. This is like the secret, you know, in Indiana Jones, this is what everyone's looking for. It's this. This is why Jerry Seinfeld meditates twice a day. Michael Jordan meditates every single morning. Deepak Chopra met like... If you find beauty and magic and greatness in the world, you'll find that people connect to the stream every day and drop the ego. Like the story of Cynthia needing approval and Cynthia needing to be impressive is exhausting. It's never about Cynthia. It's the thing that flows through you. Mm -hmm. It's God's light. That's impressive. It's the infinite light. Call whatever you want. God's not offended. It doesn't matter what you call it. But that oneness, that energy, Deepak calls it unity consciousness, whatever that is, that let that do the heavy lifting. Yeah. Be available to be a conduit for that. That's it. That's the golden ticket. And when you do that, uh, you're the pen. He's the author. Feels so good. And everybody then around you finds their way back to that part of themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's the gift that keeps on giving. And in that place, oh, there's no ego. It doesn't matter what name you're called. It doesn't matter what people think. It's like, it's just beautiful resonance. It's just light. You got to make that offer. Okay. You're going to love life when you do. And you're going to make it from this place of here's what's available. I can't wait to share this, to give this. It's all good with me, what people respond to it. Because it's just going to be here. It's just here when anyone needs it. And you can do those community calls. And at the end of those community calls, you can let people know that you have one-on-one stuff available and it'll start to fill up. 
And then you'll take it in the next direction. Maybe you'll do a retreat. Maybe you'll do something else. But it sounds like we need to make this next chess move or else we're just going to sit as that water that gets stagnant. Yeah. Kind of like poisons itself. You got to move, right? I have such an action taking bias. I do not stop taking action. Mm-hmm. So I don't have enough time to even overthink it. I'm like doing an event. I'm doing this thing. I'm filming this thing. I'm doing It's like, it feels so good just to be busy in action. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy because I also am very action oriented, but I just avoided this action. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it. Oh, are you guys excited for her? I'm so excited for her. So will you report back? Yes. Good. We're going to give you some good accountability here. Some good pressure. I want the part of you that's really you to step forward, step up because you're, I told you when you came on, I'm like, you're so beautiful and you're so pretty and you're so sweet. You're also really powerful. Thank you. And that part of you, she needs to come to work. She needs mm-hmm. to play as pretty as you are, as sweet as you are, you know, it's going to really move the world being in that authentic power, that authentic power, let it drop in and move people forward in that place. It's going to feel so good. Thank you for this. Thank you so much. I hope that you got something valuable from that. A big thank you to Cynthia for opening her heart and letting us share this with you on the podcast. You can follow her on Instagram at underscore Sinpenya. That's spelled C-Y-N-P-E-N-A. And you can check out her podcast, The Healthy Hot Girl. Here are the takeaways. Number one, we are not the light, we're the lamp. The heavy lifting is the light itself. We have a capacity to allow that electricity, that infinite intelligence, that beauty, that love, that energy to flow through us. When we're plugged into that, we're done. There's nothing else that we have to do. Number two, if you want to be someone, be some of the one. Stop trying to be somebody, become nobody. Nowhere, no place, no time. Be a catalyst for the ultimate, the most beautiful thing, which is just the energy that flows through you when you get out of the way. Number three, there's always going to be the contrast. The darkness and the light are both serving us from the highest level of good. They're all part of this oneness. They just allow us to appreciate all the levels of this beautiful frequency. Number four, when you're charging someone, you're actually charging their battery by charging them because you're co-signing their abundance. Number five, you get to opt out of the struggle whenever you decide you want to. Number six, your abundance doesn't come from people making a decision about you because it's already done. You're already connected to abundance because you have energy inside of you that goes on and on and on and on and on. You can turn it on. It's who you are. It's what you are. It's what exists. Number seven, when you're available to be a conduit for the infinite light, the unity consciousness, then everybody around you will find their way back to that part of themselves. That's the gift that keeps on giving. Number eight, you are really powerful. That part of you needs to come to work. Being in that authentic power is what really moves the world. Let it drop in and move people forward in that place. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this episode, just like the others, I hope that it's inspiring you, reminding you, encouraging you, and just turning the lights on. That's what I'm here for. We have so many good episodes coming up, so please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify or wherever you're listening. And if this podcast is moving you, please leave us a review. That would be such an incredible gift to us. It helps us more than you really could possibly know. And if you feel like this episode was helpful, please text the link to someone or email them the link or post about it on your Instagram. And finally, I'm doing a retreat in South Florida in June at the Boca Raton Resort. It is so beautiful. Sitting by this ocean is so expansive. You you feel like you're dipped in a full body version of abundance, head to toe. I'd love to see you there. You can still claim a spot. Go to kathyheller.com slash retreat. I love you very much. I'll leave you with a song. Happy holidays. Happy weekend. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.